Welcome to our Clothed with the Sun daily podcast, our daily reading and meditation on the gospel of the day. I am James Thomas. Today is Monday, June 12th, 2023. It is Monday of the 10th week of Ordinary Time. Today's reading is from the Gospel according to St. Matthew. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he had sat down, his disciples came to him. He began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. Thus they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So today we have the Beatitudes. It's funny, the Beatitudes are always an option for a wedding, for a funeral, <laughs> numerous times throughout the year, definitely for the lives of the saints. Today it's just a regular, ordinary time Monday, and we are given this reading. Jesus has gone up to do his Sermon on the Mount. And what comes to me today, because this could be a, th- there, there's so many great sermons that can come from this and I mean, there's so many connections to this reading and so much else that's in the Bible. I often think of Our Lady's Magnificat and just she emphasizes so strongly, the more lowly you are, the more humble you are, the more God will raise you up. Whereas the more prideful you are, the more you put yourself above others, the more God will tear you down. And that's meant for this life as well as for the next. Now, There is an extreme that we often go to as Christians, and I think it's from a a reading of the Beatitudes that's not taken in context. And I just want to talk about that a little bit. And, And, you know, sometimes we just have to balance things out. We take our Lord's words, of course, at face value, very literally. But at the same time, we listen to other things that he has said as well. What I mean when I say that people uh, often take this to the extreme is, for example, your reward will be great in heaven. So sometimes Christians are known for, um, I mean, I hate this expression, but I've heard people say it. You're so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. I hate that expression. (laughs) Different people have said that to me over the years, but there is some value to it in that our faith is also for this world. We're meant to be filled with the Spirit in this world. We're meant to find the gifts and the fruits of the Spirit in this world. We're meant to live the life of heaven. We're meant to live a life of charity and kindness and spread that to others. We're meant to be walking around this world filled with joy because we have the Lord. We're not meant, the Lord does not intend you to be miserable so that later you go to heaven. But he's still promising heaven. 
<laughs> you know, but the thing is, sometimes we're miserable for the wrong reasons. Sometimes people go around with a chip on their shoulder. Sometimes people are depressed and they don't get it treated. They don't take care of it in one way or another. They don't pursue, why am I such a mess? Why am I so miserable? And then they think, well, it's good. I'll go to heaven because I'm miserable. And that's not what our faith is all about. Jesus says, if you are persecuted for your faith, okay, yes, there's a reward of heaven. There's also even rewards in this world for that. But all these other things Jesus says, let's just go through very briefly what some of these words that he uses, poor in spirit. Okay, we've talked about that before. We're not necessarily called to be physically in poverty in order to have the Holy Spirit, in order to get to heaven, but poor in spirit, meaning we're detached, we're generous, we're, we're not attached to this world's goods, we're not greedy. Blessed are they who mourn. Blessed are the meek. He was, I'm sure, speaking to people in the crowd that were beaten down, maybe by their own poverty, maybe by abuse, maybe by the abuse of the Romans. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness. That's an interesting one, because that means many things. We long to see good triumph over evil, but perhaps especially he's speaking of good triumphing over evil in our own lives. We've been beaten down in different ways. The merciful, pure of heart, and peacemakers. So we get this picture of a Christian who is meek and humble and lowly. I mean, all I can think of when I think of this, I mean, I think of some saints, St. Therese, but more than anything, I think of Our Lady. Our Lady didn't go around miserable. But Our Lady did, uh, well, she followed Jesus faithfully. You can bet anything she was a woman of great joy, but she was also a woman of great silence, a woman of great prayer, constantly in dialogue with God, but very faithful, very dutiful. And she knew there would be rewards for her in heaven, but here in this life, she, she lived her vocation. And that's really the main thing. I would balance out the Beatitudes with the writings of somebody like St. Francis de Sales. And of course, all his writings are based on scripture where he, and I'm very sorry for the cars in the background. <laughs> I'm trying to fix, find the right time to do this podcast so that there's the least amount of sound in the background. Um, St. Francis de Sales and really Vatican II, it takes a lot of its writings from the sentiments of St. Francis de Sales 500 years ago um, about living your vocation. We are all called to live holiness in different ways. Sometimes people think, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm high up in the church because I have a position at the parish. Well, that's not what we go to heaven for. And that's not what holiness consists in. But rather, it's living your vocation and bringing Jesus into that. First and foremost, we ourselves have to be made holy. Then from there... We bring that to others. We evangelize. We first evangelize through our good example. That's crucial. And through our prayer, we pray for others. We pray for ourselves. We pray for the forgiveness of our sins so that we can fully be another Christ, which is what we're called to be from our baptism. 
and par excellence, we celebrated Corpus Christi yesterday. Yes, the body of Christ makes us the body of Christ. You are what you eat. So we are to be Christ in this world. So Jesus is the ultimate example of this, of, of course, even more than Mary. And what did Jesus do? Well, Jesus had that perfect balance. You know, when Jesus was going to the cross, he submitted and opened not his mouth. He was meek. He was humbled. He, it was the ultimate persecution. And during Jesus's life, yeah, there was a lot of persecution. There was a lot of ridicule. He continued with his mission. But sometimes he spoke out and defended himself. And even here, I mean, he's defending these people. He's defending himself by giving this sermon. So St. Francis de Sales says sometimes we have to pay our tribute to the truth, but then we let it go. We don't harp on it. We don't keep going with it. We don't have to be right. We pay our tribute to the truth, meaning we say what's true, and then we let it go. Let other people do what they're going to do with it. Great book that I read a couple of years ago. I don't even remember the name of the book, but um, it's forever impacted me. And I might have already talked about this in a previous sermon. Uh, it just talks about how there's basic human emotions that we default to. And this is a great lesson for everybody, Christians included. The two basic default emotions are anger and fear. Very often, as Christians, raised in a little bit of an extreme, largely based on this reading, we think fear is our default emotion and anger is just always bad, even though Jesus showed anger. So if you're angry about something and you're speaking up, well, then you must not be a good Christian. So you're just supposed to be a doormat, be walked all over, live your life in fear. I don't want to offend anybody. So we allow all kinds of evils to go on all around us because we want to be nice and we don't want to offend people. So, but no, according to this author, there's two, the two default emotions are basically, um, they're equal to each other in terms of, you know, just being honest about our emotions. Emotions are not a bad thing in and of themselves. It's what we do with them that makes them good or bad. So when something happens, you experience some conflict in your life, a challenge, your default is to either go to fear, well, I'm going to stay away, I'm not going to do anything about this, or anger, oh, I'm so mad, maybe I'm not going to show it, but I'm so mad at this other thing. And it happens all the time that we face conflict, even when the other person didn't mean to give us any conflict, it just happens because it's part of life. So what this book basically helps you to grow in and understand is that there's a middle of the road emotion between these two extremes, but it's something we have to train ourselves in. It's something we have to get to. And that is what the author calls loving assertiveness. Love is that third emotion and it's between the two extremes and assertiveness is very often how we do it. In other words, let's just say you do or say something that rubs me the wrong way. It hurts me in some way, perhaps. I'm not going to run away in fear. That's not the Christian way. Believe it or not, we have to learn that. We have to grow in this now. But also, if I just rage at you, <laughs> that's not a good thing either. So that middle of the road emotion is love. If I love you, I'm going to speak the truth to you. Now, St. Francis de Sales says, pay your tribute to the truth and let it go. We don't have to harp on it. But it says, all right, I'm going to lovingly tell you what needs to be told. And this is a hard place to be. We, we have to train ourselves, but realize that this is love. This is assertiveness. This is also boundary setting. 
And it's not just about loving the other person. It's about loving yourself. So let's just say someone is offensive to us, and that means they've probably offended everybody else the same way, to lovingly figure out a way to say, oh, I noticed you said this. Well, I was just wondering, could you, you know, could we discuss why you said that? Or I was wondering if maybe you, you wouldn't do that in the future or, you know, this thing you said, it hurt my feelings. It's not the end of the world. It's, you know, but it, it was a little hurtful. So I just wanted to see like, you know, how we could maybe do that differently in the future. Whatever it might be, we find the words, we discern, we ask the Holy Spirit to give us the right words. But, you know, there's a great feeling of relief when we learn to do that because we're no longer in fear but also our anger goes away. I'm no longer seething with anger at this person because I've said what needed to be said and it's over now. Now, maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong, but I'll never know if I don't go to that place of loving assertiveness. If I remain in my fear, I'll never know. If I remain in my anger, I'll never know. And then you stay in a place where like there's sin, there's maybe some wrath, there's uh Pride, perhaps, man, that person stinks, but I'm better than them and whatever, as opposed to just saying like, oh, hey, how are you? Oh, yeah. Oh, I noticed you said or did this thing. Oh, yeah. Can we talk about that a little? Okay. (laughs) Figuring it out. So, and you know what? That is the meek place to be. That is the poor in spirit place to be. That is the pure place to be. Pure of heart. I mean, in Pope John Paul's Theology of the Body, that's another whole topic. Not to get off on a huge tangent that's going to take us another half hour. But that's another great one maybe for a future meditation. The pure of heart see God. Once again, it's like a middle of the road kind of thing. If I'm pure of heart, it doesn't mean I run away from temptation. It also doesn't mean that I indulge myself, of course, you know, when it comes to purity. But... It means that middle of the road where like, okay, there's this person and there's a temptation. I'm going to talk to this person. I'm going to at least try to see this person as my brother or sister in the road. We find that loving middle ground and that's purity. And when I recognize this person is my brother, my sister in the Lord, this person doesn't deserve to be lusted after whatever. What is happening there? I am seeing God in that person. I am experiencing the life of heaven with that person. In other words, heaven, there's not going to be lust. There's going to be a mutual love and respect among everyone forever and ever. And then that can grow, what that all means, a growing love and respect and joy in the other person, loving to be with that other person and not necessarily, well, not, no, definitely not necessarily, but not lusting, not indulgence. So our Lord gives us, this is like the positive side of the Ten Commandments. Our faith is not all negative. There is a very positive side, but we have to learn how to read this. We should pray through these things. And when we are being persecuted, we have to address that. Is it persecution that we just can't help? Because maybe it's our time for martyrdom in a way, whether it be red martyrdom of death or white martyrdom, just something we have to suffer and we can't control because of our faith. We certainly can't control the way other people think about us, but we can live in this world as Christians. We influence the world, but we recognize, you know, it's not my job to fix everybody. It's not my job to uh, beat everybody over the head with my Bible, but it is my job to live my life and um, 
you know, try to help other people along the way. I go back to that image of being on the airplane and the oxygen mask. I have to put mine on first before I can put other people's on. I have to correct my faults first. I have to pray for myself first. I have to go to confession for myself first. And in doing all that, then I can find uh, what I need to do for the others. So that's a good meditation for today, hopefully. God bless you all. Let's keep each other in prayer. Have a great day.